The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Tina Lehman. Collagen for Skin, the truth behind the benefits. It's easy to get into the habit of assuming that certain things just happen as we get older. As the years pile up, we brace ourselves for brittle bones, expanding waistlines, failing eyesight, and a propensity for falling asleep in front of the TV. Statistically speaking, they do loom largely. This is what we often see around us, after all. But of course, we know it's not the whole story. We can certainly resign ourselves to a common fate, but that's probably not why anyone is listening today. Most people who visit this blog, and definitely those who frequent it, want more. They want something better, and they're willing to learn, move, and eat to get it. And as with our bodies, so with our skin. The Skinny on Collagen The body's most abundant protein comprises around a quarter of your overall protein makeup and as much as 80% of the protein in your skin alone. Of the more than 16 different types of collagen, an estimated 80 to 90% of collagen in the body is types 1, 2, and 3. The premise of collagen is simple. Keep the skin elastic, the hair strong, and the connecty bits nice and stretchy. Without it, your muscles, bones, connective tissues, GI tract, and even blood cells would be in a tough spot. But that's not always easy. Collagen is comprised of four amino acids glycine, proline, hydroxyproline, and arginine. When the collagen protein is digested, these are individual elements left over for uptake. But in order to produce collagen within the body, we need to have good levels of glycine, proline, and lysine, along with a decent amount of vitamin C as a cofactor. Of these three, lysine is an essential amino acid meaning the body is unable to produce it intrinsically. It must be obtained from protein-rich foods like meat, fish, dairy, and legumes. Glycine and proline, on the other hand, are considered conditional amino acids. The body can produce them to a small extent, but most people argue that this isn't near enough for our daily collagen needs. Glycine, for example, is synthesized from serine and threonine at a rate of around 3 grams per day. This, in addition to between 1.5 and 3 grams glycine per day from the average diet, doesn't quite add up to the estimated 10 grams a day required for metabolic purposes. That 4 to 5.5 gram gap in your daily glycine stocks is bound to hurt collagen production and in turn undermine healthy skin, joints, and musculature. So, more collagen consumption means elevated levels of circulating amino acids, laying the foundation for healthier skin among other things. But just how much healthier are we talking here? What's really at work under the surface? As the external manifestation of our health, the condition of our skin is kind of a big deal. Needless to say, the cosmetics industry has been cashing in. While those topical skincare products offer little effect, being that collagen molecules are larger than our skin pores, their messages at least bring our attention to the role of collagen itself. Wrinkles and Aging As we age, so too do the mechanisms behind collagen synthesis within the body. This means a steady decline in epidermal collagen, that same compound that makes up, or used to, 80% of the protein in your skin. 
and with falling collagen levels, one can expect to see a loss of smoothness, firmness, and buoyancy in their skin. Happily, several of the amino acid precursors to collagen synthesis in the body can be supplied via consumables. In particular, hydrolyzed collagen, aka collagen peptides, and gelatin. A 2014 study, for example, demonstrated a 20% reduction in eye wrinkles from just eight weeks of collagen peptide supplementation, with the anti-wrinkle effect extending at least a month after supplementation was discontinued. Another study using a different hydrolyzed collagen formulation found that daily collagen supplementation over the course of 12 weeks led to a 76% reduction in skin dryness and a 13% reduction in wrinkles. Researchers were also able to show a notable increase in collagen within the skin dermis from the supplementation, a sure sign that the collagen is being distributed where we need it most. So far, these studies have largely focused on middle-aged to elderly females, but there's no reason why the same results wouldn't be seen in men and in younger members of both sexes. It's also worth noting that there's almost certainly a strong positive association between collagen supplementation and certain vitamins, particularly vitamin C, but also vitamins A and E. Considering vitamin C is a cofactor for collagen synthesis and regeneration of collagen in the skin, it's not hard to see why. As an aside, a slightly more invasive but apparently quite safe method of restoring collagen to the skin is via percutaneous collagen induction therapy, a roller with tiny needles that puncture the upper layer of the skin and thereby, purportedly, trigger the production of new elastin and collagen. I'll admit that thought makes me personally mildly nauseous, but if you're comfortable with acupuncture, then it might be worth giving a try. Skin elasticity. Arguably, elasticity goes hand in hand with wrinkles. You can't have one without a deficiency in the other, but it's still worthwhile highlighting just how beneficial collagen supplementation can be for skin elasticity. Research conducted by the same folks who gave us those anti-wrinkle studies also shows that hydrolyzed collagen given at different dosages has a similarly significant impact on skin elasticity. 69 women between the ages of 35 and 55 were given either 2.5 grams or 5 grams of collagen hydrolysate once a day for eight weeks, with results showing a marked improvement in skin elasticity in both groups compared to placebo. Another study used a nutracosmeceutical, say that 10 times fast, composed of collagen peptides and antioxidants to produce a similar result in 120 healthy volunteers across 90 days of supplementation. Quote, Overall, we demonstrated a significant increase in skin elasticity, plus 7.5%, and an improvement in skin texture after daily oral consumption of the Neutrocosmeceutical. End quote. I think I'll skip the fancy title and just stick to calling it my daily shake. And as unpleasant as it sounds, apparently getting more collagen in your diet should ensure a lower risk of skin cracking. That's a relief. Cellulite. An estimated 85 to 98% of post-pubescent females have cellulite. While not life-threatening or even health-compromising, many consider it a bane for an otherwise flawless and even fit physique. Admittedly, what allows fat deposit to push through and cause the wavy appearance is weakened collagen fibers. And as we know, collagen supplementation can help with that. 
In a longer-term clinical study, 105 women between 24 and 50 years of age were given either 2.5 grams collagen peptides or a placebo over the course of six months. In normal weight women given the peptides, there was a decent decrease in the degree of cellulite and reduced skin waviness, along with improved dermal density. Interestingly, however, this beneficial effect of collagen on cellulite was less pronounced in overweight women. All the more reason to clean up your diet and get moving, too. Collagen isn't a miracle, it's a tool, and an effective one, especially in the right context. Sun damage. There's two ways in which the skin ages, chronologically and photologically. I may have made that last word up, but you get the idea. Our skin ages whether we go out into the sun or not, but that process can be accelerated somewhat the more sun we get. Which isn't to say that you should cringe every time a ray of sun comes your way. That would be depriving your body of essential vitamin D, along with a whole lot of enjoyment. The trick is to avoid overexposure, ensure antioxidant protection, and make your collagen intake sufficient to maintain healthy collagen levels in the skin. The mechanism by which UV light can damage the skin is largely pinned down to a decrease in certain key antioxidants with increasing sun exposure and a corresponding rise in melondialdehyde, a biomarker of skin damage. Happily, both gelatin and collagen supplements have shown an ability to increase activity of the skin-protecting antioxidants and block the formation of skin-degrading melondialdehyde. Increasing Dietary Collagen There's a myriad of other ways in which higher collagen consumption can promote better skin. Sleep, gut health, digestion, and tissue repair are all critical for healthy skin, and collagen can, in its own way, enhance all of these functions. But let's cut to the chase and talk. Clearly, then, you need more of this stuff. Stat. But where do you get your hands on the finest, most skin-supporting collagen? Here are four suggestions. Number one, bone broth. You're primal, or at least primally inclined, so you know about bone broth, a source rich in gelatin. Gelatin contains the same amino acid makeup as collagen peptides. The amino acid chains just haven't been broken down as much, making it your natural go-to for increased collagen synthesis. If you've got the time, make your own bone broth from bones and meaty offcuts, or find a well-respected company that's already made it for you. Just make sure that said broth is thick and jiggly when it's cold. Number two, skin and stringy bits. The skin and connective tissues of any animal, land or water dwelling, contains a hefty amount of collagen, just like us humans. This means that the more crunchy cartilage bits, stringy bits, chewy bits, and flappy bits you eat from that cooked animal carcass, the more collagen you're ingesting. Number three, collagen peptides. As I discussed earlier, collagen peptides are just a different name for collagen hydrolysate and hydrolyzed collagen. My very own collagen hydrolysate is just the ticket. It provides the full amino acid profile in an easy-to-digest form, making it even more effective than gelatin for folks who have trouble with digestion. I made it to use myself, but I'm happy to share. And number four, vitamin C. Yes, yes, I mentioned it earlier, but it's important enough to bear repeating. Vitamin C, while not a source of collagen per se, is critical for synthesizing collagen in the body. So if you're not getting enough from the food you eat, you need to get on that. There's no sense wasting good collagen's benefits. And that's it for today, everyone.
Thanks as always for listening and have a wonderful day.